Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. If you want to learn how to hit your first $25,000 month in your freelance business, join us for our free training at satyapurna.com training. That's all for now. See you in the next episode. everyone. Welcome to Scale Your Freelancing Podcast. This is your host, Satya Purna. And today I'm interviewing Sina Martin-Chandler. She's a friend of mine and also a fellow business strategist who has some very interesting perspectives on how to grow your business. So I'm super excited to have her on the show today. Uh, Sina, do you want to quickly tell the humans what you do? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Satya. I'm Sina. Um, nice to meet you all. I am a delegation coach and team operation strategist. Basically, I help business owners build a team that they need so they can scale to $30,000 months. Amazing. I love that. That's just so interesting because I feel like there are so many business coaches and strategists out there that are constantly talking about like all the business things they need to do as in like you need to be focusing on marketing, you need to be focusing on sales and you need to do more and more and more. Like that is like such a major conversation, but I love your perspective on it because it's actually not about doing more as a solopreneur yourself, but it's about delegating and hiring the right people to support you to that next level of growth, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's what it is. And I just, I can't wait. So let's dig in. Yeah, let's dig in. So tell us more, like how long have you been doing this by the way? And how did you come to this uh, place where you felt like this is the conversation you want to be having with your clients? Yeah. So you know how we know that we can do things, but you don't have a name or a title that you like for what you do. So when I think about it, I've been doing this 18 years Um, because even with my first jobs, you know, in high school, out of high school, out of college, I I always helped um, businesses structure their teams. And I would come in thinking that I was going to do one job and I would always end up helping managers uh, structure, maintain and make their teams more efficient. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I've done it in so like over 10 or 12 different industries. And every time I I help another business structure their teams, I notice that it's the mindset of either the the CEO or the person that's in in charge that holds everybody else back. And so this made me realize it's a conversation that must be had because we invest so much into ads and marketing and coaches and all of this other stuff when the truth of the matter is you really need to be focusing on your people I love that so much Sina like seriously that is just so good and that's that everything that you're doing is just literally pure gold and the reason why I love it so much is because this was a very hard lesson to even for me to learn like I'd be 100% honest about this this was a, a, a very hard lesson for me to learn because you know for us as like entrepreneurs I think all almost every entrepreneur has an immense amount of belief in themselves, right? That's why they start a business in the first place, right? Like most yeah. entrepreneurs, they start off knowing and do and thinking, hey, I'm pretty good. I There are a lot of things that I can do. I'm capable. I'm a capable individual and I can do this. But there's at that point that happens, typically around that $100,000 uh, per year mark or maybe a couple hundred, yeah. maybe $200,000, $300,000 per year mark where you start getting limited by your own independence, right? Like the fact that you think you can do everything on your own turns from being a strength to being a weakness. Is this something that you've noticed in your people as well? A hundred percent, because you go with, like you said, 
you see that that hustle and that solopreneur mindset got you to a certain point. So you're like, yeah. oh, if I can hit the 100,000, 200, 300, I can get to five. I can, yeah. maybe I can get to a million doing it by myself. And it's like, oh no. Yeah. Now you're in this new territory in this new place where you're going to have to stop being the bottleneck in your own um, business, in your own processes. So I see it a lot, a hundred percent. Yeah, I love that so much. And it's so true. Like, you know, when you think about it, it's the, the thing that's very interesting about entrepreneurship and like the whole uh, culture of fame and like the celebrity entrepreneurship, the, there's a big problem with that, right? Because let's think about like an icon like Oprah or Beyonce or even like a smaller icon like Gary Vaynerchuk or uh, Marie Forleo, like any of these icons in both a traditional businesses or like, you know, media or like, you know, online businesses. The problem is that people only see these these um, icons as like figureheads of their business, right? So they see them as being the public facing, the, basically the face of their brand. But what people don't realize is that there is a whole army of people behind the scenes yes. helping people yes. be the face of their brand. Like, do you think that yeah, like uh, Oprah is picking up her own laundry? Like, no. no. <laughs> Or doing her own PR or getting her book club structured every month? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I think that's yeah. the thing that a lot of people don't recognize is that to be a face of the brand or to even be the, the figurehead of a company or a leader of a company, you need an army of people behind the scenes supporting you so that that's the only thing that you're doing and you can be really good at it where somebody else is picking up all the slack and doing all the groundwork. And I think that's the part that doesn't get publicized, right? That's the part that doesn't get talked about much. And because of that, I think people are also putting a lot of pressure on themselves to perform and to be like switched on and at work like all day long. Whereas yeah. actually what they need to do is they need to be taking things off their plate, giving it to other people and just being amazing at what they do, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And But that's the fear of it right there because building a team is not glamorous. Like being the face of your brand, being out there, you know, doing the interviews, that's pretty great. That's the fun part. The not so fun part is, okay, how do we figure out how to work with the psychology of people and how they think so we can grow as a team and be efficient? How yeah. can I make sure that, you know, we're putting the right people in the right position so things are actually getting done? That's not glamorous and that's not fun. And yeah. then a lot of people have the fear of, oh, well, I can't find the right people. It's hard to find the right people or you don't know where to look. So you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And another, another fear um, that comes up a lot of times is I just can't manage people. So I'm not going to yeah. do that. Right. right. So all of those little tiny things that seem like it's not really a big deal. It literally could be the difference between you doubling your business revenue in the next 12 months and you just staying stuck where you are. Yeah. That, I love that. And that's so true because honestly, I, I'm going to put my hand up and say, I have felt all of those three things at all points of time in my business. And a part of me even feels that right now, right? So what do you feel like it's only a mindset thing that holds people back? Or do you feel like there are also some practical things that people can do uh, to make hiring easier for themselves and just like be able to do it faster? Yeah, I think, first of all, you're only going to get over the mindset things if you do it. So start practicing with, I always tell like my clients, just start with one small project. That's a way to kind of break the ice and yeah. um, to start getting your feet wet with it. You're going to get more confident and you're going to feel better about it once you start. So take something tiny in your business. Maybe you want to do reels and like you suck at doing the video editing, but you know, you want to do reels because you want to grow your Instagram. 
something like that. Find a person who does video editing, who can do it for a, a nominal small fee yeah. and then outsource that. And then do that, you know, a couple times a month and see how that feels to you and build it out from there. I never suggest that you go and just get a whole big team and then just start trying to run like a 10, 15 man team at one time, because that's a lot that, that's biting off more than you can chew. Do one hire one position at a time. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's such, such good advice because I think it's easy for people to go into that all or nothing mindset where they're like, either I'm going to be running a 20 person company or I'm going to fly solo. <laughs> I always tell people like, you don't have to be Jordan Belfort from like Wolf of Wall Street coming out the door. You don't have to be, you know, doing all of that. Take your time <laughs> and go slow. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what's going to help you slowly say, okay, wow, I was afraid of that part, but I think I could do that. So now I can, yeah. now I can hire a social seller. Now I can hire a coach for my program. And then you just go from there and you find you, your flow and um, you work out the kinks as you go. Yeah. I love that. And you know, I think there's something really, really beautiful about what you just said. And I think people should really notice this as well is that you don't actually even need to hire someone like full time on your team or anything. You can literally start with someone who does uh, like two hours a day for you, right? Yeah. Like just think about two hours a day. What is that? Is that if, if that's, let's say that's $30 a day. Okay. Or like $30 a day, 20 working days a month. That's basically 600 bucks, right? It's like 600 bucks. Can you set aside 600 bucks to hire someone to come into your team and work for you? And just like start small, start really small. And honestly, this helped me a lot because uh, I, I hired on my, someone on my team recently to work with me about five hours a day. And mm -hmm. this uh, person on my team has been doing marketing and it's been really so great working together because it's, been, it's taken out off so many things off my shoulders. Because I'll be honest with you, there was a point of time where I felt like I was so overburdened with like all the things that needed to get done that I had no time to invest like to market myself on Instagram. I never bothered learning about it. I didn't have the bandwidth for it. I'm not interested in Instagram. It's not something that I'm not yeah. one of those girls who lives life with her camera on. Okay. Like I'm just not one of those right. people. And so when right. people say, Satya, you have to put a lot of organic content on Instagram. I'm like, it's not happening. That's not happening. I'm like, not me. Like, and that's why I prefer Facebook because I like to write. I'm, I'm a writer. I like to write, but I don't do like, short content like if people ask me to write those like two line descriptions <laughs> for instagram i'm just like what the hell is that like i i don't know how to do that like i i don't and so i like to write longer form copy and so i for yeah. some reason like i'm just way more comfortable with facebook than i am with instagram maybe it's just practice maybe it's mindset whatever but the point is that until i got this person on my team like i knew that instagram would be a good resource i just didn't have any time to put into it right but now that I have this person on my team, it's become so much easier for us to like be able to put content out there consistently. And like this would have just been impossible for me to do my by myself. And of course, now this person's taking on more responsibilities and all of that, um, which I'm right. very grateful for. But yeah, like I would, that's what I would recommend to other people as well is that it really is a game changer. But again, start with just one person. Don't overburden yourself or don't feel like you have to do a million things right off the gate or anything of that sort. Like just make sure that you are... Uh, starting small that I think that's a really really good piece of advice and you don't even even need to hire someone full-time if you're not into it like two hours a day no. five hours a day whatever that is and then you can just go from there and yeah like you know I think the beauty of the world that we live in is that 
there are you can hire global talent you don't just need to hire local talent so meaning yeah. if, if you are in the US or in Australia where it's very expensive for you to hire staff there are many other countries where the cost of living is a lot lower which means that when you pay someone like $600 a month it's actually the equivalent of paying somebody $3000 in the US or UK because the purchasing power is so much higher in many of these countries again not saying yes. that you should be taking advantage of anybody financially uh, or like you know making them feel uh, less valued come to an agreement of what feels good to both parties but that's like a 100% valid ethical option that is available in the market as of today that's a good point that's a great point yeah. you're right yeah <laughs> yeah 100% awesome. Awesome. So in terms of like your strategies and what you help your clients with, right? What what does that typically look like for like the work that you actually do with your clients? Like how do you help them create a strategy for outsourcing and delegating? Yeah, so we always come into it with we need to work on the mindset first because if I can't if you not me, but if you can't change your perspective around hiring, you're going to do it wrong throughout the entire process. So that's the first step. Is when we come in, we work on, okay, what are your what are your fears around it? Are you looking at this as an invest in expense versus an investment? And let's switch around how you're looking at this process. Because if you think hiring people is just an expense to you um, and it's costing you something, you're not going to do the work that needs to be done to get your ROI. So you need to put in the work to see yeah. that the person you're hiring and the salary you're paying is an investment in people and an investment in your company that should get an ROI. That's the first thing. Uh, beyond that, then yeah. we need to look into your, your, your structure. Like how is your business structured right now? What processes do you have in place? You don't have to have all of your processes in place. And I want to emphasize that. I hear so many people come to me and say, well, Sina, I can't delegate or outsource because I don't have all of my SOPs written out. I don't have all of my processes documented. You don't have to have them all done. I would just prefer that you, you have one or two done that you're going to start hiring people to help you build the rest. Right. That's the other thing. Don't put that. that barrier. Right. Don't put that barrier to entry in front of you and then think that you have to sit here for another six months writing out SOPs and processes. Mm. You do not start with what you have. And so that's, that's the difference with me. When you hire me, we start with where you are, right? Cause I want you to build from where you are. So we go through that process. I look at, we, we look at where, where your business is, what your processes are. Um, and then I take you through my, um, my method. I call it my income interest method. Basically, we figure out how to increase your income based on the process you already have, the client you're already serving. What is the quickest uh, path to increasing your income based on what you're already doing? How can we hire somebody to take your spot do what you're already doing for your one-on-one -on -one clients so that that process is streamlined, automated, and outsourced. And then you can go over here and keep building your revenue. That's what we do. I love it. I love it. And I think you made such a great point about this internal need of perfectionism that all of us have. Like we think like, you know, this is the, I call this with my clients. I call this the, I should clean my house, my house before the housekeeper arrives syndrome right. right it's like i don't want the housekeeper to judge how dirty my house is so i'm gonna right. i'm gonna pre-clean the house that i'm paying my housekeeper to clean <laughs> no. no that's why she's coming right it's supposed to be junky and dirty and a mess yeah. that's how it is and entrepreneurs like a lot of us are not organized a lot of us are not put together that's why you rebelled against the regular you know yeah um, 
the regular way of thinking of getting a job and going to school and all of that. You rebelled yeah. for the business because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not normal. So exactly. just be yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, like that's the that's the funny part, right? It's like I think we all of us have this like a little bit of a perfectionism syndrome where we are like, oh, everything has to be a certain way, but it's just so not true. And I see this perfectionism, by the way, coming up in all areas of business, right? Like people saying like, I can't sell a ten thousand dollar package before my website is up. Send fucking who? Like you know, it's like send who? Like I was like, I sold ten thousand dollar packages off a Google Doc. Like it was completely irrelevant. Like I have sold ten thousand dollar packages sitting at lunch randomly with like a girl next to me who was like, oh my god, I've been looking for a copywriter for two years, and I'm like, I can't believe that you do copy. I want to hire you. So it's like I think all of us put these conditions and pressures on ourselves to say I can only do this like in X Y Z scenario or like. you know i have to have this ready before i can hire like we all set up these conditions uh, for perfectionism which are obviously completely unrealistic and then we uh, shame ourselves and pressure ourselves and basically delay our own progress whereas we could just be hiring someone getting started and then getting them to do the sops for you right so i love that i think that's such a great point and thank you so much for bringing that up absolutely yeah i love it and yeah it's just so interesting to me that the mindset just continues to be still the biggest part of your work right because you know yes. the thing is we all just think that it's just strategy but it's never the case it's never just strategy because like if your mindset is not in the right place or if you are putting all these crazy conditions or you're getting in your own way no amount of strategy is actually going to help you get the results that you want no it's not it's yeah. and that's the problem with everybody implementing like Oh, what's the new marketing fads? What's the new Facebook ad strategy? It's like you're constantly just introducing a bunch of marketing and and hiring all of these business coaches into your um, business, but you're thinking about it the exact same way. So yeah. it doesn't matter. You can do a thousand marketing strategies, but if you're yeah. still thinking about it in the same way, nothing's going to change. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that so much. And and you know, like I think people don't know about this enough. That's the unfortunate part. Yes. Yeah. Agree. That's, that's why I made this like um that's why this has become like a passion project to me. It's it's my business, but it's also a mission to me to get on yeah. these different platforms and podcasts and talk about it because so many of us are not hitting the success we deserve and we work so fucking hard for to get and we're not getting there because of of this thing yeah. that nobody's talking about. So Yeah. It's it's serious for me. This is serious work. I love it. I love it so much. And yeah, like I, in my programs too, like mindset is a huge chunk. We talk about this exact stuff of like you need to be thinking about your business in different ways at different levels. Um uh, but yeah, I I love this topic so much. And this is the reason why I talk about mindset as well is that there's I've seen people getting stuck in their business despite trying all these different tactics just because they refuse to upgrade their mindset or they think their mindset has nothing to do with their business, which is the most unfortunate yes. part. Yes. Yeah. That is it right there. Yeah and that, that's the thing i feel like everybody needs to understand is that if you're not willing to upgrade your mindset you're not willing to think in different ways if you're not willing to elevate in all areas of your life including your business or if you're not willing to evolve your vision for what your business can look like then yeah that you're going to be stuck no matter who you hire and on, and on the opposite side i just want to throw this in here this is something that i've noticed like i hired a completely lousy business coach a few years ago absolute rubbish okay like seriously she's one of the worst people i've ever worked with and she runs a seven, a seven figure business she ran a seven figure business at that point now she runs a multi seven figure business and it was one of the worst experiences i've ever had with the business coach she never even completed the hours that i paid her for um wow. and she didn't do anything but 
here's the interesting thing. Like at that point of time, I was doing so much work on my own mindset that on our first call, I told her, I'm going to make at least $30,000 from working with you. And I paid her $6,000 at that time, right? I paid her six grand. And I said, on the first call, I was like, I'm telling an intention. I'm going to make at least $30,000 from working with you. And she's like, great. I'm glad that you said that intention. And like I said, she was an absolutely lousy business coach. Would I, would I hire her again? Absolutely not. But 30 days from when I hired her, I made $36,000. Wow. Because I fucking decided to, right? Like, exactly. that was it. Like, I was like, it is my decision. Like, I, and she exactly. gave me like a complete throwaway idea. She's like, why don't you try this? Like, she literally mentioned it for like 30 seconds. And I was like, that is a great idea. And I ran with it and I made $36,000, even though she didn't finish her time with me, even though the work that she actually did for me and with me was absolute rubbish, even though nothing else worked about like the funnel that she recommended for me, the one idea that she gave me was worth $36,000. So I was like, was it a win? 100%. Was it a win because of like the fact that I chose a great coach? Absolutely not. She's not a great coach. Would I hire her again? Absolutely not. But it was still completely worth it. And I feel like that is the one part, like I think people need to understand more is that your mindset is really that powerful that regardless of whatever is happening in your environment, you can still have a great business or a successful month or like whatever the hell it is that you want if you fucking decide to. And it is not really contingent on like the coach that you hire or the team that you hire or anything. But like you said, when you are in the right mindset and you think about your team as an investment, then you will do what is needed to get that result from hiring this person or from working with that coach, right? So I think that's the magic. Yeah. Yes, and you'll set the standard. That's the other part. When you get the team on board, they're looking at you for the leadership. If you put your mindset in the right place, they're going to to model what you do. So it it matters all across the board. It matters so much all across the board. I fucking love that. I love it. This is so great. So I know we usually go for about 30 minutes uh, with this podcast. I don't want to keep you for too long, but I was wondering uh, if you had to give one piece of advice to people who are listening uh, to this podcast, what would that be? My one piece of advice, uh, where do you want to be in the next 12 months? Do you want to be in the same position, same frustration, same headaches, same problems, or do you want to make the leap, stop being scared, and hire the team you need so you can hit the revenue that you want to hit every single month. Like, it's up to you. That's it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so, and where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? So my website is tinamartinchandler.com. Um, I, I hang out on the blog over there a lot. So come say hello. Uh, if you wanted to find me, I'm mostly on Instagram. Same thing, tinamartinchandler. Um, Facebook as well. But those are the main three places you can find me. And from there, I talk a lot. You'll see a bunch of videos, just get connected. And um, I can't wait to meet you guys. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, guys, go check out Sina. She's great. She's obviously has very smart things to say about business and growth. So go follow her. And yeah, thank you so much for joining and taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Yes. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. Of course. And I hope to have you in future episodes as well. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Talk soon. Bye. You are listening to Scale Your Freelancing Podcast with your host, Satya Purna. Every week, we bring you inspiring messages and interviews to help you scale your freelance business to six figures while creating more freedom than ever before. Thanks for joining us today and let the show begin.